Productions. Algar Productions. This is the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast. Featuring the Sarcastic Voyage unpaid voice acting players. Now, here are your hosts, Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham. Hello, yes, hi, welcome to the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast. Take it away, Matt. Hello, Al, studio audience, listeners. Thanks for this opportunity to discuss something really very important to me, the Earth, and all its various inhabitants. That includes flora, fauna, and fungus. Get on with it. Thanks, Al. This subject, which is near and dear to my heart, is the English Channel. Built in 1984, the English Channel has long divided France from Italy while providing most of Eastern Europe with the water that it desperately needs. Al, here, hold this baby. Where where the hell did this baby come from? Al, you're 40 years old. Do I really need to have this conversation with you? hope I'm holding it right. You're supposed to hold it by these convenient ankle handles, right? Recently, the English Channel has stopped providing the essential clean and nourishing water it once did, and now only provides these flavored wicker baskets. What even is this? How are you walking in a small African village while I'm still here in the studio handling your garbage? (laughs) That's right, Al. Funny, too. Unfortunately, there's nothing funny about channel rot. With one small, pre-authorized micropayment, your hard-earned money will automatically be diverted from your bank account to this very important cause. At my house where I will be using this garden hose to refill the channel and providing valuable flavored baskets to neighborhood scamps. What is happening to my show? Ah, where'd you- Gee, Mr. Robotham. It's Robotham. Let's not take that cute kid thing too far. You're insulting them and embarrassing me. Gee, Mr. Robotham. Will the proceeds from those baskets help me go to college? Oh, I don't know. Sure. I'm certain I never signed off on any of this. Oh, and we don't accept Bitcoin, because I don't know what it is. Please give generously to the number at the bottom of your screen. Now enjoy this entirely audio-based show, everyone. I think that went pretty well. And now the adventures of Nick and Willikins. Oh, sure. Enjoy your time here at the UK... UK... UK Kingdom. Nobody worry about me. I'm just an out-of-work narrator who was fired by... Hello, did you say you're a narrator? Was a narrator. The omniscient kind? Totally all-knowing. Give or take a few state capitals. I have a need for someone like you. Wait wait a minute. Are you popular comedian and and soccer commentator John Oliver... No, but I can see why you'd think that. I'm actually just wearing a rubber Harry Potter mask. And now to the business at hand. Would you accept payment in beer and moon pies? Would I? Well, would you? Yes. Good. Now, here's what I'm going to need you to do. Hello! Welcome to the UK Kingdom, where the sun never sets. I'm Margaret Thatcher, England's kindest and most current president, here to remind you that our gates are open to everyone. <laughs> That's right, Maggie. Except for the Irish. Or the French. I'm Sir Elton Hercules Jean, musical genius. 
And whether you're here to queue for Wimbledon or just to ruin your teeth with our weapons-grade sweets, just remember, we do not, under any circumstances, accept Euros. So keep calm and enjoy the Punch and Judy show. Oh, Maggie, I can see why you're so beloved. Take that, Mr. Punch. This is for mistreating that baby earlier. Ow, but I never... Ow, I never even saw... Ow. And here comes Mr. Crocodile, and boy is he ever cross, boys and girls. Stand still, Mr. Punch, and you will be duly thrashed. Thusly. Oh, this is hardly... Ah. And now for the grand finale. Are you ready for the grand finale, boys and girls? Here comes the devil to take you away to hell, Mr. Punch. Pretty sure I'm already. And now, children, whilst the vile Mr. Punch is being carried off, throw your complimentary tomatoes at him. Oh, ow! Ooh, those are potatoes! Oh, well, you say tomato, I say potato. Thank you, thank you. This traditional English panto was written by Shakespeare himself. And it's the reason that the gods at Buckingham Palace never laugh. Because once you've seen a Punch and Judy show, nothing else is ever quite as funny. I'm Nick, the owner of this park, and I hope you all had a good time. Are you all having a good time? Oh, good. Be sure to see our authentic English boarding school, which is a replica of our not open to the public schools that we call public schools. Our concession stands will be happy to fulfill your warm beer and boiled pub food needs. They're also exclusive purveyors of Beast Crisps, which are my own personal favourite. Cheers, everyone! Willikins, you were rubbish out there. Honestly, how difficult is it to just stand there and be beaten with a stick by life-size puppets for an hour? Sir, if I may, I hit all my cues flawlessly until you started going off script. And I was not exactly prepared for... Six encores. We must give the audience what it wants, and what it wants is to see you beaten mercilessly. And why didn't you swallow the kazoo like I told you? You didn't sound anything like Mr. Punch. I did, sir. It must have become dislodged when I vomited just before my third blackout. Oh, now my stage is covered in vomit? Oh, this is a disaster! <sighs> oh, no matter. We have people to clean that up. Willikin, stop lounging about and go clean that up. And answer that phone. Of course, right away. Hello? Oh, oh, uh, I, I beg your pardon. <clears throat> Welcome to the UK Kingdom. How may I call your blimey? <sighs> yes, thank you, my lord. I'd nearly forgotten. One moment. It's for you. It's your father. Oh, good. He's sure to be proud of me for opening a successful themed park. Hello, father. Oh, oh hang on a moment. Core, you're inexplicably popular actor Christopher Walken. That's right, little man. I just wanted to say I'm having a fabulous time in your park here. Why, thank you. And I was hoping you could clear something up. For me, what's the difference between the UK, Great Britain, and... England. Oh, there's no difference. They all mean exactly the same thing and are completely interchangeable. I see. Well, thank you. Off. I go. Sorry about that, Father. I just... Oh, hello. 
Aren't you? Al Pacino. That's right. I was going to say the shouty man from that film about the bloke what sniffs with the ladies, but I think they're one and the same. And you would be correct in that assumption. I just wanted to tell you, kid, you got a great park here. It's everything I've ever wanted to see in England. Conveniently located here in England. I'm very pleased to meet you, Mr. Pachinko Machine. Now, please excuse me. I'm talking to my important father. Oh, oh, of course. He must be very proud of you. You hear that, father? American celebrities just adore the UK kingdom. You must be really... Oh, sorry, one more moment. Hello, I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm positively enchanted by your establishment. Also, these beast clips are delicious. Aren't they? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 you're not supposed to answer that. It's one of them, uh, uh, what, do you, what do you call it? Uh, metaphorical questions. We ask a lot of those here in England, don't we? I find your manner of speech very confusing, and I'm going to leave before I embarrass myself. Very well, bye then. I'm sorry, Father. As I was saying, you must surely be incredibly proud of all my successes here at the UK Kingdom. Uh-huh. Oh, you're not proud at all. Uh-huh. I see. Well wouldn't, you, well, wouldn't you put it like that? I suppose I can understand. No. No, you make a good point. Several good points, actually. Yes, all of your myriad points have been... Oh, you're that horrible Mr. Punch from the puppet show earlier. The same. And you're Arnold... Wait. No, you're not. I beg your pardon. Well, you appear to be former California Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger, but upon closer examination, which I wouldn't have been able to do if my retinas weren't nearly detached from the beating I took earlier, you're not him at all. What? Of course I am! I am Arnold, beloved comedy actor, star of Kindergarten Cop, Junior, Twins! In fact, you appear to be the same gentleman who some time ago claimed to be David Hasselhoff. Quiet! Uh, sorry? You're not wrong. But you have to keep that to yourself. You and Nick are in great danger. Are we now? Now come with me if you want to leave. I'll explain everything. I'm not going... Well, slung over your shoulder, it would appear I have no choice in the matter. Surely you don't think that you'll be able to drag me through a crowded park without drawing attention to yourself. Of course I do. It's cosplay. Hold on! Even though I've already met the financial goals you set for me, I'm still not entitled to my inheritance because this rubbish park isn't a proper contribution to society. Well, I shall endeavour to do better, yes. Thank you. Goodbye. Cool. Don't think I've ever felt this emotion before. It's kind of demoralising. Don't think I like it very much. Willikins, do you hang about? Where's Willikins gone? Okay, I think they're ready for you. I always imagined they'd be cheering or, like, chanting my name. I suspect they've never seen a stump speech delivered by a cow before. They're probably just, you know... Silenced by their awe? Well, I was gonna say confused, and... Well, I don't think anyone's seen a cow cause this kind of train wreck before. Here we go. Wish me luck. Break a leg! Don't say that, then they'll have to shoot me. That's horses! I wanna be a cowboy. Ah, hello. Good evening, my fellow Americans. 
I'd like to thank the fine citizens of New Hampshire for hosting this event. I'll take this great state over those hippie Ben and Jerry's cows in Vermont any day. You know, when I was a young calf, I saw this billboard. It was a picture of a cow, a nice, healthy-looking guy like I hope to be one day. And he was holding up a sign that said, Eat More Chicken. I was fascinated by this ad, so I sought out the place that had commissioned the billboard. It was, as you probably know, a chicken restaurant called Chick-fil-A. Only it was Sunday, so the place was closed. It was on that day that I realized the true importance of faith. I later learned about which people are ruining this country from that very same restaurant. You know which people I mean. <clears throat> My ancestors, cows, came to this country with Columbus. We've been here since before the beginning, and while it's true that I'm red-green colorblind, I can tell you this, I know red, white, and blue when I see them. <coughs> red, white, and blue when I see them. Huh. Like many of you, I'm frustrated with the direction this country's been going in these past eight years. It's madness out there, folks. And where I come from, if you see someone suffering from mad cow disease, you don't just let them continue carrying on. You put him down. And that's what we need to do with the failed policies of the current administration. I stand for a few basic principles. Putting an end to arbitrary grazing limits, protecting the constitutionally guaranteed right to stampede, and unequivocal support for Israel. Wow. So, <laughs> I hope you'll support me next November. Together, we can put this country back on track. Remember, to err is human, to lead, bovine. Really? Nothing? Not even polite applause? I worked really hard on this speech. Hey, Paul, how do you reckon that cow got up on the stage? That's a good question, Sam. Moo. 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 Sarcastic Voyage is embarked on a modest undertaking to chronicle the entirety of human history in sketch form. Join us as we uncover the mysteries of the past in our ongoing feature which we call History. It's not as good as it used to be. Early in the 5th century AD, a remarkable woman, Hypatia of Alexandria, became head of the Platonist school in Egypt, which was then part of the Eastern Roman Empire. There, she taught the philosophy and science of Plato and Aristotle. All right, settle down, class. This is the philosophy and science of Plato and Aristotle CI. Sorry, did you say CI? I was looking for PSPA 101. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah that was yeah, what I was looking yeah, for yeah. as well. One, oh, mm. I see your confusion. Our doors are open to all the faiths and nationalities as long as they sacrifice the occasional goat to Caesar. This is, after all, the Roman Empire. And as such, we use a standard numbering convention that has been in place since the year of the consulship of Lucius Tarquinius Collatinus. You mean 415 AD? Sure. Is this going to be on the exam? What? No, we... I haven't even started teaching anything yet. We're still quibbling over numbers and dates. I thought that sort of thing was beyond our ability to comprehend, per the tenets of Neoplatonism. Oh, Christ, is that going to be on the test? <gasps> Language! Oh, Latin, thanks. If you're all quite finished, yes, 
That is, in fact, one of the core philosophies of this particular school of thought. Nailed it. <laughs> I mean, like they nailed your friend of that cross. Even. Bible beater? Stop it. Both of you. Honestly, it's like working with children. We are all of us children of God. As I was saying, one of the main concepts of Neoplatonism is that reality is utterly simple, ineffable, and unknowable. But not by God, right? I'm sorry? Reality is knowable and effable for God. I assume you mean the Christian God, Yahweh? Ah, his name. You said it's a noble name. How do you know? What? If the name is unknowable, how do you know that I said it? <laughs> Just got you there. You stay out of this. Ah, was that a rock? No. He's got a whole sack full of rocks. Both of these Christians do. Nark. I suppose you two were planning on stoning the infidel teacher of the old ways? <laughs> what? No. These stones aren't for that. These are for perfectly innocent purposes. I, I was going to drown some kittens after class. Anyway, you're not an infidel. You're a Satanist. She is not. Thank you. I'm a Satanist. Ah! Come on, you two. I'm on your side. I mean, I'm on the exact opposite side, but we're all against her. Like a, like a Pythagorean triangle. What? Why? Well, because of the square of the... I know the that. I mean, why are you against me? Oh, I don't believe that women should be teaching. You're a woman. Yeah, but I'm not teaching anyone. You tell her. That sure taught her a lesson. Damn it. I curse you all. By the gods. God. By the gods? I'm the head of the school. I invented the hydrometer. Have you ever needed to determine the relative density and gravity of liquids? Well, oh, yeah. yeah. Man, man, all... You have? Okay. Well, you have me to thank for your ability to do that. And on top of all the rest, I'm known throughout this great empire of ours for two things. My dignity and my goddamn virtue. So, put away the stones and... Oh, what? Stop it! What did I just tell you? You said no stones. Those aren't stones. They're oyster shells. How do you know that either the stones or the oyster shells exist? How do you know that you exist to ask the question? Ugh, fucking philosophy majors. Uh. Hey, Lucy, it's the first day of school. Have you seen Charlie Brown? I haven't seen that blackhead in two months. I really thought we were making progress on his trust issues and therapy. Also, I got a new football that I was hoping we'd break in. I talked him down from a kite eating tree back in June. I don't think he even had a kite stuck up there. I think he went dumb. Honestly, who puts these ideas into his head? How does a kid get so anxious? If you don't put that stupid blanket away right now, I'm gonna feed it to you like I'm Jack Bauer and you're a terrorist. Oh, here comes your girlfriend, sweet baboo. I'm not her. Oh, hi, Lucy. Hello, my sweet baboo. Oh, Red Pumpkin, take me now. We were just wondering where good old Charlie Brown has been all summer. I don't know why everyone calls him that. You all clearly hate him. I mean, our dad just calls him that bald kid who lives in my house. Where did he go? My parents couldn't stand another summer of baseball losses, unanswered letters from his pencil pal, pining over the little red-haired girl, whose name he still hasn't bothered to learn, by the way, keeping us up all night with his loud sighing and talking out loud to no one, 
and his claims that his dog is a decorated hero of the Great War. He was gone this whole summer? Three whole months? I didn't even notice until last week. Oh, here he comes now. Hey, Charlie Brown. What's the matter? Why are you holding your throat and shaking your head? Just say something, you blockhead! Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him on the last day. John 6, 54. For centuries, countless millions of Christians have observed this proud tradition by taking communion in the form of wafers and wine that magically transform themselves into the flesh and blood of the Lord upon consumption. Call us sacrilegious, but we believe that the Lord has better things to do with his time than go through the complicated act of transubstantiation every Sunday. Clearly, it was his intent to have you eat his flesh and drink his blood, but it's always been a simple problem of supply and demand. There's never been enough flesh and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ to go around. Until now. Through the miracle of cloning, not a church-sanctioned miracle, we are now proud to offer Sacramental. Named after the Holy Sacrament and the founder of modern genetics, Gregor Mendel. Sacramental is the perfect answer for Catholics and other Christian sects taking part in the time-honored tradition of communion. Top researchers began with the only known surviving genetic remnants of Jesus Christ, the world-renowned Shroud of Turin, using a complicated process of genetic sampling and resequencing, as seen in the popular film Jurassic Park. Brand new tissue samples were created in controlled laboratory conditions. Sacramental finally makes it possible to throw aside outdated figurative interpretations of the Bible and follow its words the way they were meant to be followed. Literally. Whether consumed during sacred religious ceremonies or as a quick snack when you're on the go, Sacramental truly is a divine gift. Look for Sacramental in your grocer's freezer or your pastor's lunchbox. Sacramental. It's what's for communion. Hello. Do you have a photocopier? I have this one copy of my manifesto, which I want to magically transform into three copies of the same. Of course we have a photocopier. This is a library. We also have a fax machine, a microfiche, and the best dial-up internet the municipal government can afford. Ah, the irony. My manifesto rails against the tyranny of said municipal government. If only they knew that their equipment was enabling the subversion of their very way of life. I mean, I could tell them if you want. No, don't spoil it. I'm gonna light their doors on fire, then nail my manifesto to that door. That seems counterproductive and incredibly illegal. Viva la revolution! Shh! Oh, shushing people at the library. How original! Next in line, please. I want a sink book. A book on repairing sinks? Well, I don't have time to answer these irrelevant questions. Show me to the sink books. If I just had a little more information... Talk, talk, talk. What are you, a dictaphone? Sorry, what's a dictaphone? Oh my god, I have places to be. Do you have sink books or not? Uh... Sure, you want nonfiction 340 to 400. Don't tell me what I want. Damn it, can somebody pick up that trash can again? It's a waste paper basket. Oh, excuse me. 
Did you want something, sir? No, I just sensed that someone needed to be corrected about waste paper baskets. My work is done here. Please don't kick... Damn it. That was an accident. Next, please. Uh, that red book. Could you, uh, be a little more specific? Oh, it's, it's got a thing on the cover. You know, one of those things. I know what book you mean. Here. That's the fellow. I will leave quietly, and I will speak favorably of you to your supervisor. Good day. Hey, he didn't kick over the trash can. This day is turning around. Next. Hello, I'm Dandra Oswald. Yes, I can see that. Can you direct me to the nearest masturbation booth? Yes, the computer lab is just behind you. I love this municipality. So long. Next, please. Hello, I'm making my way through the popular Dragon Riders of Pern series. Do you have all the wares of Pern? The dolphins of Pern? Moretta, Dragon Lady of Pern? Dragon Singer? Dragon Drums, or Norilka's story? We have... The Cimmerillion. Okay, but I don't see how that's relevant to- That and an October 1983 copy of Fantastica is our entire sci-fi and fantasy section. Oh, I tell a lie. Somebody had all our books on climate change recategorized as science fiction. This is not the best library I've been to, I tell you what. I'm aware of that, sir. Thank you. Next. There weren't any sink books in 340. It was all social sciences, specifically law of nations. That doesn't even sound like sink. Ma'am, why don't you just look it up on your phone or your computer? To be honest, there's nothing here that's even remotely as useful as anything you'd find on the internet. What's an internet? It's this innovative interconnected network of computers that spans the globe. I think we have some books on it over in 701. All right, but that's pretty far. I'd better knock it all the way over there and find out it's actually philosophy and theory of fine and decorative arts. Golly, Miss Lane. I came as soon as I got your message. Why are all your friends, family, and co-workers gathered here in this church? I'm glad you asked, Jimmy. You brought your camera, right? Of course. A photographer eats with his camera. A, a photographer, photographer sleeps, sleeps with his camera. camera. Yes, yes. I'm here today to get married, but while we're at it, maybe we could make that camera of yours an honest woman. Sheepers, did you say married? That's right, Jimmy. Today is the day that I finally make Superman my husband. I didn't even realize you two were going steady. Now he's popped the question? <laughs> oh, God, no. Sorry, let me rephrase. Today's the day that I finally trick Superman into marrying me. Well, that doesn't seem... I mean, if you're tricking him, couldn't he just, I don't know, have the marriage annulled or get divorced? Jimmy, it's 1954. You're not even allowed to say the word divorce. In a church. As Superman's pal, I, I can't say I approve of you manipulating him to ruin his life, but... As your subordinate, I'm powerless to stop you. And then, as a cup reporter, I have to admit, it's a great scoop. That's the stuff. Now, first I stole your signal watch at the office earlier. Hey! And replaced it with a chewing gum wrapper and some tape. I wondered why he missed our lunch date. That thing was zzzing like crazy and he never showed up. So first I set off the signal, which will lure him to the church. Next, I filled the confessional with taupe kryptonite. Cheapers, not taupe kryptonite. That dulls his senses and makes him susceptible to any suggestions made by someone whose name starts with an L. 
Exactly. And I locked Lana Lang inside her refrigerator earlier so she can't take advantage. Next, the priest I hired is an old friend of Superman's, a certain Father Clarence Adu, whom Superman will recognize and greet in the traditional way of calling out his last name. So? So? You see this brooch? It's like... Sienna, only a little burnt. You've got the eye of an interior decorator, Jimmy. It's made out of burnt Sienna kryptonite, which, as you know, causes anyone over six feet in height to shift their vowels. So a do becomes... I do. That's insidious, Miss Lane. <laughs> Ain't it just? Oh, here it comes. Start the music. Everyone get into place. I'm going to start walking down the aisle. The place where nothing bad ever happens to a woman. Try, Lois, but I've outsmarted Luthor, Brainiac, and Ultra Computer, the Ultra Computer. You're going to have to try harder than this to trick me into marrying you. But the kryptonite... Oh, that. When I realized that Jimmy was trying to summon me with a gum wrapper, I replaced the flashbulb in his camera with a kryptonite-neutralizing alpha-ray emitter. All the taupe kryptonite has shifted to indigo kryptonite, which turns anyone in a wedding dress into an inflatable balloon. <laughs> I figure, and in front of all these people. That alpha ray also turned your burnt sienna kryptonite into harmless asbestos. Your brooch is now more fireproof than ever. But unfortunately, it's attracted the attention of the interdimensional queen of the wasps, who has an irrational fear of balloons and commitment. She'll probably retaliate by altering the language center of your brain so that you speak Spanish. Okay, esta antog said no comigo. Oops, my mistake. Portuguese. And finally, this whole scheme called me away from my semi-monthly battle of wits with Mr. Mitzelplix, who threatened to turn the person I love most into a crab. Also, on the way over here, I'm pretty sure I saw your apartment burning down. Jeepers, <laughs> Superman! I've never seen a Portuguese balloon crab with an asbestos brooch cry before. I guess you really taught her a lesson. When does all this wear off? Wear off? She hasn't caught a cold, Jimmy. She'll be like this for the rest of her life, which is now ruined. But now, I rescued Lana Lang from a refrigerator earlier, and now I'm going to go make time with her. Up, up, and away! <laughs> well, I mean... This seems a bit excessive, but I'm no Superman. What do I know? Thank you very much, everyone. That's our show. We're at hour 22 of our ongoing telethon. Matt, the show is only 30 to 40 minutes. And since when do you smoke tobacco? Now I'd like to bring out a very classy act, a close personal friend of mine, a beautiful human being, and a hell of a dancer. Still an audio show. One hand hitting the other makes a great sound for Mr. Stony Fanzit. Who? Oh, they obviously know who he is. Come on out here, you beautiful son of a bitch. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. You too. Al, man, thank you for this opportunity. The boards are really lit up tonight, aren't they? What boards? You know, folks, I made a promise to Maddie here. I thought you hated to be called Maddie. I hate when you call me that. You don't know me as well as Stoney here does. We've been friends for 12 years. So have we! That promise was that for every dollar we took in here tonight, I would match it. One for one. What a guy. Am I right, ladies and gentlemen? I only wish I could give you more. 
But now, by way of thanks to you, to the listeners, to the people who care so much about buying that giraffe and neck brace. I thought this was something with the English Channel, or... Matt, if you would join me in my closing number here. Stony. I'd be more than honored. And you too, Al. I know you don't usually like to sing. I've done like 20 original songs for this show. I know how hard you've worked tonight. Join me, won't you? Join me in the only song that can send this 48th annual Sarcastic Void Battle of the Bands to end psoriasis. Often stop. Psoriasis? Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. If you want to write to us, the email is sarcasticvoyage at gmail. Our website, as ever, is sarcasticvoyage.com. You can download episodes, see every sketch we've performed, and... I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. This episode of the Sarcastic Voyage podcast starred Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham with Duncan Bosco, Mark Bosco, Dave Fields, Jaquita and Ryan Fleck, Danielle K.L. Gregoire, Caitlin Obum, Joseph Ravenson, Amanda Smith, Sabrina Snyder, and Jason Wallace. It was written by Ron Algar-Watt with Gav Brown, Matt Robotham, and Amanda Smith. It was produced by Algar Productions, copyright 2015.